Welcome to the Hustle But Healthy podcast. My name is Robin and I'm here with Coach Michelle. The Hustle But Healthy podcast is all about discussing what it's like to be a busy woman, all while maintaining and prioritizing fitness, nutrition, and overall health. In this show, we talk about the messy life of wearing many hats and share with you the goods on how we can use our personal growth to optimize our busy lives. This podcast is brought to you by Bodzi, an online nutrition and lifestyle coaching company dedicated to helping busy women heighten their health and fitness and have a successful weight loss journey. Visit us at www.bodzy.com. I'm excited to have Megan on. Super excited. Um, She's one of my best friends and I've known her pretty much my entire life almost. Um, we actually met playing hockey. Uh, well, so we're from a small town, Grimsby, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I went to the Catholic school and she went to the public school. Um, and actually a lot of my friends went to the public school and I just met them all and knew them all from sports because we would play, play each other as rivals, right? Yeah. Catholic versus public school. So that's how I met everybody. But um, why don't I give a little bit of an intro on Megan? Because besides just being uh, a badass, a badass, and Michelle's one of Michelle's besties, um, that's not why we brought her on today. Yeah. She has an incredible background um, in sports. She's actually a former world class BMX bike racer. So I think she was, she, she can get into this, but I think she was eighth in the world. That's insane. Yeah. I need half of this conversation is just going to be her explaining her, like her history. Yeah. Um, and then, um, she actually went over to Australia to play professional basketball and stayed, um, and got hired on by the Australian Institute of fitness. So she was a lecturer for, for, I think it's called the AIF or anyways, it's the Australian Institute of fitness. But her passion for fitness and entrepreneurialism led her to found WellCorp, which is what we're going to talk about today. WellCorp Health and Wellness and Buzzville, which are all global health and uh, fitness apps. Okay, so she most recently appeared as an actor and a stunt woman in the new blockbuster Elvis, The Portable Door, Aquaman, and has been on Ninja Warrior. So we got to oh, get her. Ninja War. We have that here. I think that's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But she's it's on like the obstacle course Warrior. racing, right? Um, she's also, pardon? That's the obstacle course racing, right? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Intense. Um, she's also the head of Total Gym Fitness Equipment, Australia, suspension training and altitude training, international master coach. Okay. She is <laughs> a couple things. Yeah. Um, she's making authority on peak performance and as an international speaker. Most recently she was just home and you actually met her at my birthday because she was speaking at CanFit Pro. Yeah. Did a little mobility session there. Yeah. Did a little mobility session. She speaks could- on a couple things. It sounds like. Yeah, so we should actually get her. Maybe she could do a, a little mobility session for our members. There's like eight different topics of podcasts we could probably get her to do. We'll try and like maybe do this one. We'll focus this one down to like getting a little bit of history from her, how she's like obviously incorporated fitness and wellness into her life from like a very young age and how she's been able to maintain that throughout the years. Yeah. And then I really want to kind of dig into the corporate wellness side of things and like balancing that kind of busy woman, busy life, workplace environment, and like how she fills all those gaps. I'm really curious to ask her questions about that as well. Um, anything else there you want to share before we let her in? Cause she's uh, ready to go. Oh, she's in there. Okay. I think just her experiences as an athlete, educational portfolio. She also has a master's of education in coaching science. Mm. Uh, she's kine- did her kinesiology degree, sports science. Um, I think it's going to be a great talk. Yeah. So she's here. Let's just get her in. I love it. Let's do it.
Hi. Oh, hello, folks. Check that <laughs> background out. <laughs> I just want to dive into that. Where are you? In my podcast room. Where oh, else? Oh, oh, in your podcast room. Of course. Just hanging out in the podcast room <laughs> and uh, waiting for you, lovely ladies over there. I can hardly wait to get on here. I've been uh, I've been studying episodes, and it sounds like we talk about coffee to obesity to type two <laughs> diabetes. I'm in I'm in for this chat and everything in between. Uh, we just got off a nice good chat about Taylor Swift before you came on. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll talk about friggin' who knows. Like uh, as one does, I usually kind of bring up Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make Michelle too jealous, so I don't know if I'll bring her up today. Oh, she already <laughs> talks slightly about that. So touchy subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Austin we'll Butler for another conversation. Taylor Swift, I'm dead to her. She's like, I'm out. What? Yeah, this <laughs> one, this one would kissed Austin Butler. You know who Austin Butler is, right? The guy who played Elvis? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> in yes, in the movie. But I had to do it for like 40 days straight. So oh, what a shame. A lot of hard work. Wow. What a shame. Austin <laughs> Butler. Okay. So this, wow, this is going to be one gong show of a podcast episode because we're going to go in all different directions here, but I've been, <laughs> I've been watching like interviews, uh, like on Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that with Austin Butler. And I think the first time I saw him in something was in, do you remember that show? It was like a remake of, um, sex in the city, the Carrie diaries and, do you remember that show? It was like a younger, yes. it was supposed yeah. to be like a younger character. He's the main un- in love interest in that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. No way. The main love interest in that show. And that's like a pretty old this mm. show, like relatively old. And then I remember, I think like this is the first time I've seen him back, like in an actual kind of feature film. And anyways, I was watching him on the, I think, yeah, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. And I was talking to my mom about this too. I don't know how long it took them to record Elvis, but his everyone was like ca- talking in the comments being like oh his voice has changed like blah, blah blah and I guess he had to like kind of take on this Elvis impersonation for so long that even after the film like stopped and it's out and he's not doing it anymore he's just kept it like he's just like can't really get out of this like deep kind of like sultry voice that he's had to like carry for so long and I was like that is just wildly cool um but that is We're like all so happy about that. Yeah, it is the sexiest voice. He was like, "Thanks, right? guys. Thanks for helping at the premiere." I'm like, "Just stay the way you are forever." <laughs> like as soon as he speaks, I'm like, "Do you need any help? Of any kisses anymore?" No, <laughs> that is so freaking. <laughs> We're just turning into a pop culture podcast. Yeah. I think I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's riff to Austin Butler, but. <laughs> But Megan, the reason why we're having you on is basically, well, there's, there's multiple reasons, right? We went Mm -hmm. to your background of health and fitness Mm -hmm. and, and more so we started kind of with your, um, your sports background, even as a young one, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you give us a, uh, like a, a brief background about that? Thank you guys for having me firstly, and I'm so excited to be on, um, the sport background is huge. I'm really excited to talk about being a female entrepreneur. And I think sport was a big reason for that. Um, we could get into a little corporate health and wellness and how much um, that's up and coming as well. Um, but definitely, uh, you know, reading through Bodzi and what you guys do, how to maintain a, a healthy lifestyle whilst doing different verticals as a female entrepreneur, I think would be really helpful for your listeners. So I'd love to get into a bit of that. Um, Currently, right now, I've got Haley, a a girl from Grimsby, who has come out to Australia to play professional basketball, and I help coach her and her younger sister, and she's the only other girl I know from our little small town that's made it out and is playing um, professional sport out here in Australia, so I'm so proud of her, and she's come for a visit. We're going jet skiing after this. She's having an awful time on the Gold Coast (laughs) in Australia right now, and um, she's like even just seeing her, um, she's early 20s. She's so confident. She's very, you know, direct eye contact. She's not on her phone. It's just a different level of respect to people. She holds herself in a different 
confident. So I really do think sport was the reason that gave me, uh, we use these three C's that I came up with throughout my journey, which is courage, confidence, connection. And it like first takes courage, taking that first step to try something that, I mean, that's usually where people get blocked. They won't even give something a go because they're scared of what other people will think or that they won't be good. Um, luckily with sport at a very young age, that was out the window because I tried everything and did not care what anyone thought at any time. <laughs> um, and being a professional BMXer in a male dominated sport at the time, um, before it went to the Olympics and became really commercialized, I think that really helped me with uh, going into business in a different way. And then, of course, playing professional basketball also assisted Wills when I was older, but it really helped my mindset and my train of thought that, you know, I deserve this. I can um, be in the fitness world that is still heavily dominated by, by men. Um, just at CamFit Pro, a stat that was thrown out was that women in our industry in the exact same position in 2022 are getting paid 30% less just because they're a female. And just hearing that was a sting because I thought when you're in it, it seemed, and I've got <clears throat> a ton of female coaches and of course they get paid the same as the men. Um, and it's based on how well people do. You never look at gender, but to hear that that's still going on made me really passionate about helping other females realize their worth and that we, um, you know, deserve the same amount as men. And yeah, sport really helped me step out of that comfort zone and uh, take on a male dominated arena. So I'm very grateful for it, for sure. I yeah. love that. So um, what, what sports, I mean, cause it sounds like you, I mean, yes, sport in general, but also specifically the sports that you did, right? Like, yes. BMX. And I think like you meant Michelle mentioned that you guys played hockey together. And I think like what others like, so, it, I mean, those are two obviously, and still to this day, very male dominated sports. It's not like you're an equestrian mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, something else, you know, where it's a little bit, maybe more equal. So yeah. do you think that like, do you think that it was that more than anything, or do you think still that there's still in, in just in sport in general, you can still get the same kind of um, you know, upbringing and, and takeaways from sport, regardless of it. Ooh, Robin, that is a great question. Thank you. And I love your hair this morning. Yeah. Thank um, you. As well. This is, oh, we're in, listen, we are in post work mode over here. It's still Monday. So we're in the Monday for us. It was great. You're telling, asking me a fantastic question. And it just looks like you're about to get your hair done at like the yeah. full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm so in. Um, so, I mean, I think that, I mean, my opinion, and I get in a lot of debates about this, I wasn't, I, I love uh, academics, and I think academia is another way that women can become very, very confident through uh, different 100%. elements of music or literature or different areas. So I think that sport plays a particular, and which sport does you do, plays a particular amount of, uh, or a particular role when it comes to confidence. And being around men in a male-dominated sport made, made Michelle and I, who I know we were, you know, the two of the girls that we didn't have a change room growing up. Like now there's a female change room in hockey arenas, but <clears throat> growing up, there was no female change room. Mm. I mean, uh, we were laughing about this the other day. I had to get changed with the guys and the guys were just whipping down their pants, walking around. I'm like, well, this is a, you yeah. know, <laughs> class real quick yeah so I, I mean you're thrown into the deep end um as a female young hockey player and it may it makes you grow a thick skin um whereas I, no matter what sport you do and we've got a very good friend that is a was a equestrian rider and a professional horseback rider and she has a ton of confidence um and i think a lot of that is owed to her ability to that she had riding a horse and gaining that confidence throughout her life in that sport too but yeah i think the the sport that you're in it can depend on how much of a thick skin you grow and if you're going into a male dominated arena, when it comes to business, 
it definitely helps. It helps in um, your confidence to approach men, stick up for yourself, know your worth, ask for those raises that feel uncomfortable, um, you know, all of those little things. So yeah, I think it, I think it does make an impact for sure. I love that. I love that. And I think like the reason why I, you know, ask is because, I mean, obviously a big theme of this conversation so far is confidence, right? And, you know, when I take a look at our listeners and, and what they're lacking to get a health journey or a weight loss journey started, it comes down to that self-worth and that confidence, right? And it's like, okay, where can we find that, right? Like a lot of our job as coaches is helping women find that, whether it's from within or from some other thing that they go out and try and do. And I think like, like you said, sport is such a huge part of that. Even like, you don't have to start when you're, it's not too late, right? Like it's never too late to start a sport. You know, yeah. my fiance plays ultimate Frisbee, Every, like two days a week and he's like the most like fit and social and confident on the field and it trickles over into his work life and and I think like just being able to put yourself out there and try something new and um without going too far on a tangent like this is also something that CrossFit talk like talks a lot about Michelle and I talk about about CrossFit a lot often on the podcast and like a big part of CrossFit kind of that like you know, that top of that pyramid is sport and sport trickles down into all these other mm-hmm. positive areas of your life. So I love, yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I love that aspect of uh, CrossFit. And I mean, um, my gyms over here, we have tons of elements of CrossFit embedded in it. One of the greatest things about it that trickles into CrossFit is that you are like a team and every CrossFit box is, has this amazing connection and you travel together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is money, something money can't buy. It's right. the reason that you continue to get up at 5am or in um, Michelle's case, 9am is her key workout time. I know. Now. I like a good 9.30. Yeah. She gets the mom, <laughs> the mom class. As long as you're on the bus. So. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good, that's a beautiful a good time to train. And I yeah. think Michelle, like, like to honestly, just to be extra relatable, like Michelle and I are having a conversation about how we can like, just get out of a rut. Like, right. And I think you know, Michelle, I don't want to like put words in your mouth and you can obviously speak on this, but like Michelle and I were talking about the other day about like, she's like, I'm in a rut. I need to get back into a good routine. And I'm, I'm like, Michelle, like get into a CrossFit gym. And it's not about CrossFit itself. It's about what it brings to you. And it brings that, that community and the athleticism and the team aspect and the coach telling you what to do. And like, everyone's kind of together in it together. And like, that is not something you find when you go to, you know, a Globo gym or a good life or whatever, and you're doing your own thing, not to say that that's not a good idea, like whatever, whatever floats your boat, like that's fine. But I think like, just to your point, again, that aspect of sport is like so powerful. Yeah. Mm. And I think, you know, what Megan mentioned too, about, um, women in sport and, and, you know, being one of the only females in a man dominated sport, I think that brings a little bit of an edge where you always feel like you have something to prove, right? You, you're walking up and, and the boys are looking at you like, oh, great. Like we've got a girl on our team. We can't check her hard or she's going to be like, she's not going to be like at our level, right? So you always kind of walk in with your head held high and like you have something to prove all the Here's time. Stuff. That is like nailing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so in terms of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, there's, there's three main points that, that I love, um, and how they relate to sport is that something to prove mentality, right? Obviously the team aspect, being a team player and learning how to work with different, um, personalities and build different relationships. And then the third thing is kind of the growth mindset, right? Mm -hmm. No one starts a sport really good at it. You need to practice and you need to get better at it. And, and I think those three things translate huge into entrepreneurship, right? And that's why, that's why Megan and Robin, you guys both have done so successful, you know, with your own businesses is because you have that background of those, at least those three things. I'm just saying things that are coming to my mind here, Mm -hmm. at least those three things, right? That, um, have given you that edge for sure as a woman in business. 
So kudos to you guys. Oh, well, that's <laughs> nice of you. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, entrepreneurship or, I mean, there's, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a handful at least of ladies who are listening to this who are in entrepreneurship, but I think, you know, gosh, like the workplace environment in general, you know, yeah. like you got to stick up for yourself, whether you're a manager or you're reporting to somebody or you're surrounded by men or like whatever it is, like you're working within a team, like those are qualities that, uh, that you need to bring. I love that. Absolutely. And now that we've established that sports are the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> Megan, why don't you talk a little bit about, um, what you're doing right now? And I know you have your hands in a million different things, so I'll just kind of let you, <laughs> you lead here, but, um, why don't we start with the corporate wellness? What are you doing over there right now in Australia? Yeah, sure. Well, this morning, um, just enjoying the beautiful weather because it's it. so nice in Australia at the moment. Is it, oh, God, I always forget your toilet. It's like <laughs> summer now there, right? Or it's spring, I guess. It, it, we're going into summer and it is perfect. I went home for the winter and I've come back to beautiful, beautiful weather. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> Corporate wellness, I think, it, you know, I started this business, my, one of my businesses is called WellCorp, and I started it three years ago, and now it's really gaining, like, a lot of momentum, and I think everybody's going, well, I'm going to be in corporate wellness, da, 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 and it's now becoming a lot more commercialized, but when I first started before COVID, it was really not talked about very much, and it was not, if it was at all, it was the mindfulness component. A bit of the nutrition component, you know, I can see definitely how Bodzi can add a lot of help in that area. Um, but the fitness component was next to nothing. So people would just go, you know, here's a, a membership to a gym, good luck. And as we know, as coaches, uh, you can give people a membership to a gym and they will never, that's how, um, you know, gyms make their money is people not showing up. So we know they're not going to go to a gym if you give them a membership. They need coaching. They need accountability. Um, so one of the opportunities I saw because I distribute equipment and uh, help people build gyms is I wanted to start building gyms on big, large corporate sites. And out here in Australia, um, oil and gas is huge. Uh, you know, Rio Tinto, BHP, all of those are really big players and they have gyms out on their mining sites. But I wanted to bring that into the city, into uh, industrial areas that like, like a CrossFit box, you could walk out of an office and go into a gym that has amazing equipment for rehabilitation, also uh, for any, uh, you know, back issues or uh, specific personalized programs to those clients, because everybody has something specific that they need, even if you don't know it yet. Um, you do, uh, whether it be, you know, weight loss in a certain way, da, 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 da. And then on top of that, incorporate all of those different elements of the wellness program, including what you guys do at Bodsey. So that mindfulness training, how to actually get them started, how to bring them into the gym, how to create healthy habits, check-ins, accountability partners, and then the nutrition piece could not be more important, you know, as 90% of the journey um, to a weight, to your weight losses. Uh, critical. So <clears throat> we incorporated all of that and got a contract with the largest steel company over here in Australia and New Zealand um, that is now also the largest aluminum company. Mm -hmm. um, so we're expanding across Australia and we've got three more gyms on the way. Um, and now we're, I'm looking to get into residential and hotel-based commercialized wellness centers where I'll go in, set up a wellness concierge, if you will, for yeah. large developments. Um, and I've got a meeting with them over in Sydney. So how that came about was really following a, a lot of different verticals in my passion and fitness um, and just continuing to speak my why and uh, tell people what I do. And then the opportunity arose um, in the strangest place that you could ever imagine. So always, you know, let yeah. people what you know what your passion is, what you want to do on, on earth. And it yeah. will happen. And that's it so interesting. A very long time. Yeah. That's so cool. And I, and like, uh, I mean, it is like interesting that it's like, okay, steel and aluminum company. And it's like, oh, that's kind of unique, but it's like, that is so you think about that type of worker and I'm sure there's a lot of like, like laborious jobs, a lot of people who need to be on their feet, a lot of people who are working long hours, like whatever. 
in these, in these environments. Um, and I was doing some research on corporate wellness the other day, and it was, um, it was, you know, saying that where the most need is for actually corporate wellness programs are in, uh, like construction areas and areas and like, um, uh, job sites where people are on their feet all the time, because that's where let's say someone falls ill or let's say someone gets sick, or let's say someone's not staying on top of their health their absenteeism costs them the most because they can't physically be there. Right. And actually do their job, you know, whereas like the, you know, a presenteeism, presenteeism kind of problem where someone can kind of like push through a cold on a desk job or something like that. It doesn't really exist in these environments where you have to, you're demanding so much from yourself. And so it, it, it makes sense in, in my mind that there is such a need for this accessibility of this, this gym. Um, what were you doing? Like, I, I'm trying to create like a timeline in my head from you. So before you created this, this, um, business three years ago, you mentioned something about you were selling equipment or, or doing something like that. And that's how you sort of saw this gap that you wanted to fill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, it, like, it was pretty much a blue ocean and that's what it is. Like you've nailed it, Robin, um, completely. Um, but just to touch on that too, before, before I go into answer your question, yeah. uh, on top of them having to work, uh, you know, and their bodies really taking beating throughout those 12 hour shifts, we're in the um, highest suicide rate of males from 25 to right. 45. And yeah. over COVID that immensely went up. So the, um, you know, my mom, uh, being a psychologist, like my pat and I'm, my background's kinesiology, my passion is really in how to help these people get out of that depressed mode mm -hmm. of, you know, just continuing day in day out, they really don't give back to themselves at all, and how to change their mindset um, to, you know, um, not feel as sad, depressed, yeah. and and really try to help with uh, those aspects of, of the business. So that's become a huge passion of mine too. Um, but initially got into it for the biomechanics of that and then realized that, cool, this, there is a huge uh, minefield here that we need to approach before we even get into training these guys. Right. Um, and it starts with um, assisting them through all these different barriers that they have have going on in their life right now and not feeling good enough and not wanting to live anymore well so it that's goes it. back to that self-worth like we've already like we've talked about that already that confidence that self-worth that's the root of it all right oh uh, and yeah the mental health and the awareness and the support that's there is is huge yeah um so uh to answer your question timelines uh before this and I, I love timelines because people always say like, oh, well, that looks like you're, you're an overnight success. No, no, that was not an overnight success. There is a lot of uh, entrepreneurial battles and you have to go out just like in sport and um, learn to fail and get back up and getting back up. Um, you know, a lot of people say that can be the hardest part, but just do it quickly, swiftly pivot and keep going. Cause eventually it will, you will land on your feet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find with a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs that I coach, they tend to have that mindset that, oh, I've hit a barrier. I need to give up. It's not the right route. I've been taught when I hit something, I smashed through a million walls until this happened. Yeah. A hundred no's until one yes is basically my, and I heard that from a good friend of mine back in Canada, um, who now runs like a multi-million dollar uh, development business. And she's like, Meg, you're going to hear a lot of no's. I'm like, thank yeah. God. Yeah. I thought it was just me. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's <laughs> telling me no. Oh, <laughs> she's like, oh no, <laughs> you're going to hear that a lot. Um, so before WellCorp, I, uh, and still have the company called Buzzville, which is a fitness app. I created it around the same time as ClassPass was up and coming. Mm, yeah. Okay. You go to any, but not just classes, any kind of wellness center and book in with no membership. And I wanted people to have accessibility. Um, I mean, even corporate wellness, but studying fitness and being a lead lecturer at the Australian Institute of Fitness over here, we, we got stats like about 80 to 90% of people will drop off and not go to a gym as the gym gets five kilometers from their home and then yeah. 10 kilometers. And then, and it just keeps 
dropping off like drastically. So it needs to be close. Like if it's not close, like it's like Hutley go to a CrossFit box. And then I'd say, find one two minutes down the street. It has to be there. Or is Brucey being naughty? Yeah. Behind me. They, this is, they decided this is the party room. Yeah. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce is well, so yeah. cute. Uh, so do um, your dog, Michelle. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I learned and knew that it's so important to have accessibility to fitness and different fitness for that. So that people learn what kind of fitness, the other key thing that I found that was missing in the industry is people are just going into CrossFit or F45 because they were told yeah. that they should. And it's like, yeah. you need to do something you like totally. if you go to CrossFit and you don't think you're going to like, if that's not resonating with you, you will quit. You yeah. know, it's like your partner that you just mentioned, like he's doing, um, uh, the, what is it? Frisbee, the yeah. Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee is awesome. Like, I mean, I don't, I've never even actually played that game, so I really want to try it, but it seems like it something that I would love because I love team sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would love it. Like yeah. I hear it and I go, that lights me up. I want to try that. Yeah. Whereas, I want to um, like, like, sorry to interject here, but I think no, there's no. something that I like just want to, and I love doing this. Like I'll probably do this multiple more times throughout this, throughout this interview. I try and take like little tidbits of like things that you're saying and then, and then just really make sure that our listeners are hearing what you're saying and applying it to what they, what they are going through, lower the barrier of entry into fitness, right. Is what this is really all about. And I know Michelle says this and I know other coaches, Elisa say this, and I've said this, I think three times to our clients today alone, lower that barrier of entry into fitness. It doesn't have to look a certain way, right? Because find what you like first. And then build on that, like yeah. period. Right. And if you don't like CrossFit, don't fucking do CrossFit. Like if you don't like going <laughs> to the gym and doing it alone with the earbuds in, don't fucking do that. Like find something that you like, because there are a million and one different ways to get fit and you, it's up to you to figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. And find out what you like. So that, that is my like listeners. That's your takeaway for this part of the, the interview anyways. Yeah. I love it. And then the next question that I'll get is, um, well, how do I know what I, what I like yeah. and, um, love this question. So if you're listening and thinking, well, how, how do I know what kind of fitness that I like you need to, and I mean, Tony Robbins and a, a bunch of people that are amazing in timeline therapy really, um, bring this out, which is you need to go back into what you used to enjoy before you had people telling you what you had to do. Mm-hmm. What was your love when you got to choose and, uh, it's your youth is the easiest way to see that. Like, what did you do when you were younger? Because no, you were just doing what you love back then. Yeah. So if you can find something and, you know, some of my clients will be like, well, I love dance. And I'm like, who says there is low yeah. impact dance now. That is amazing. It's an hour of exercise. I get out of dance class. I don't even notice. I've, I was just trying to keep my steps right because I'm not coordinated at Zumba. <laughs> but by the time it ends, I'm like, it's over. I just got the first step right. Yeah. So, you know, you find something that um, you go, you know, you've enjoyed when in the past, when you were younger, before um, all of the busyness of life, kids, everything else came into play. And that's what will resonate with you. Yeah. Um, And then if still not sure what that is, 100%, Robin, you said it, you just have to go out and open every door, you know, take a step through, see if it feels good, doesn't close it again. You know, um, if ultimate frisbee is not for you, there is so many other elements and ways that, and, and get a, you know, hire a coach like you guys that can direct because the other really important thing is a lot of people will go, well, I kind of like this, but we can start to really pull those chains together for you. I'm, I'm way better at telling others what they're good at or what they should go into than myself. Cause I, I love everything. So I'm like, well, where do I want to I want to go to that and that and that. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting. Like, and then you try and figure out like, okay, what happens? Like what happens along the road where people, um, and I'm, I'm thinking particularly like in this fitness world right now, especially with the plethora of online coaches and fitness programs out there and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, okay, where do people get lost? Like, where are you forgetting about all of those fun things that you used to do? And where along the road did you start to believe that you had to do things a certain way or believe like what these people were telling you? And I think it's like, 
And the reason why I'm thinking about this is because I've had like maybe three or four of my friends come to me over the past month as like summer winds down for us anyways, and it gets colder and you know, it's like, like sweater weather and stuff. And people are like, okay, summer's over. I want to get back on track. And they come to me and they say, can you give me a workout program? And I say, okay, I can like, sure I can, but like, what's the real problem here? And they're like, well, I just, you know, I've been unmotivated. I haven't been getting into the gym. I've been inconsistent, like blah, blah. I'm like, so how about I just give you like a generic program or why don't you just go try a sport? Like go do something you like, right? Because the problem is not the program, right? Mm -hmm. Like the problem is that you don't need a customized specific, you know, like periodization, like whatever program you just need to move. Like that's the problem. And so I think like we get so overwhelmed and distracted by this, like kind of shiny object syndrome where it's like, oh, that's really, that's really like, that looks good. Oh, that one talks about progressive overload. Maybe I should try that one. Ooh, this one talks about like lower body and upper body split. That one sounds really good, but it's like, no, 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 no. Like forget all that noise. Just get back to again, like lowering that barrier of entry and doing something super simple and super fun. And then again, build on that, right? Like there are very few people in the world who actually need a customized program. Very few. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of that static came in is that, you know, people went from just doing things that they loved and just, you know, sport or whatever, walking your dog or whatever to all of a sudden they need this magic formula formula. They need something that's just going to change them overnight. And then all of a sudden they're going to be out of this rut and they're going to be motivated. No, just find what you love and do what you love and go for it. Yeah. Mm. But if you do like what you were mentioning earlier, um, when you said, I keep wanting to call Michelle Hutley. So if I do do that, my everyone, name, that's my main Michelle has a big name yeah. and it's Hutley and Hut. So I'm referring to Michelle when I'm saying yeah. that, um, uh, when you were, and I, you know, being managing gyms and running gyms now for almost over, I'm showing my age, like almost two decades of being in this industry, you, you never stay consistent. Even as a professional athlete, we have ruts, we lose motivation and we don't want to train anymore. We're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm out of it. Like, how do you get back on the horse? How do you, um, start training again and, and try those things like you were just saying. Um, and I'm, I'm just huge on this. Like you have to just start with one simple thing and then, and nail it, like wake up 10 minutes early and do two push-ups, And you, yeah. you literally, your subconscious then rewards you. And I love if you, ha- if you can't afford accountability coaches like you guys, um, that's great. But a lot of people can't even take that first step to give Bonzi, you know, a message and say, all right, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to get some help from you guys. Um, and I, and this is going to the people that, um, Hutz or Michelle that are like, not even at the point that they can go out and try a sport yet. They're going, I'm yeah. just depressed. I'm not getting out of bed. Yeah. Um, you know, COVID's killed me. I've got COVID kilos, which is a big phrase over here. We love phraseology in, in Australia and we short form everything. Yeah. Um, so how do I get rid of COVID kilos? How do I get started again? Um, some of our stats that have come out of Australia, which I don't know Canada's exactly, um, but we've got about 35% of the population that we're training not training anymore. Yeah. And about 12% of them are saying, I'm just not going to be able to get back into it. Yeah. And if you think of a fitness professional, that is a huge amount of our clientele, our income, a you know, of opportunity lot. Yeah. Draw yeah. at, a, at a CrossFit box or at a gym. Um, that sometimes is how you're surviving. So yeah. how do we get these people like back moving again? Um, without maybe the assistance of a coach or something like that. And it takes simple measures of just starting with one thing. Promise yourself you'll set the alarm five minutes early, like countdown, use Mel Robbins, five second roll, five, four, three, two, one, backwards in your head, push yourself out of bed, get up, take some action in one way. And that will become a domino effect that eventually you'll reach the finish line of going to actual sport that yeah. you think you might because your mind is a muscle, right? And it's all muscle memory. And I think like, 
what we like to do as well is like, make sure that whatever that one action you choose to do, whatever it is, make sure that you are 110% confident that you can do it. Like there shouldn't be a question in your mind, whether or not you're going to do it. And so I like that example is like get up and do two push-ups. Like we're not asking you to do 20, do yeah. two. There's no way you can't do that. And then, but then exactly like what you said, you do it and you, you start to build that confidence in your ability to take action, which allows you to take on more action. And like, that's a, a really powerful snowball, snowball effect. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was just reading for this, um, which is Tim Ferriss tools of Titans. Yeah. And that, that, um, simple two pushups has been going on, um, you know, BC days, like they, they have been still been utilizing these kind of tools, um, forever, hundreds of years. So it's, it's not like it's new information, but sometimes we struggle going back to the basics. And I think, like we said, we want a personalized program, individualized to us, then I'll start training. That is not going to help you. You need to start with the most simplest form. Um, and then, uh, you know, we can get you into some awesome personalized programs or something like that. Once you get going and you know what you want, but that's it. Never be fooled by, by simplicity, right? Never be fooled by simplicity. It's the most powerful stuff. Um, mm. so you had Buzzville, so you had Buzzville, right? The oh app. yeah. So and, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Back. I'm like the steerer. I'm going to bring um, you and, and one of the, uh, one of my favorite stories, um, we have this night over here called fuck up nights and you get to talk about as an entrepreneur, all the ways that you messed up nice. and you learn so much for the, from those nights. Cause if you can learn what other people had to learn the hard way without learning it, go to those kind of nights. So totally. one of mine is I really did not want to be a lead lecturer anymore and I could feel it. I actually got psoriasis. So my body was really telling me I needed out of that position. And um, in the end, I was dismissed wrongfully. And thank God that happened because that set me off to help create Buzzville. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> sometimes, you know, at the at that time, I was like, oh, this is the worst thing. You know, I, I the reason I was dismissed, I got caught helping students after they graduated. And that was what really turned me off of um, yeah. some of our RTOs and colleges over here is that we weren't allowed to continue to assist students long after they graduated, which is, you know, why I thought we were really here was to help them get into fitness, not just take their money and see, see you later. Send them off. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. And so once that happened, it sent me on the catalyst of Buzzville. So um, when one door closes, a better one opens. I'm so grateful for that. Always um, trusted, trust, trust in the silver lining. Um, so as I went through that, um, Buzzville was a fitness app and I had never developed an app before. Also, just, you know, when you're starting off, if you don't know how to do it, it is fine. Find the people that do know how to do it, bring them in. You're meant to have, you know, two to three different types of personalities on a team to yeah. make a, a company really grow. Um, and as you can probably tell from this interview, I was the big thinker, thinker and activator. <laughs> And I was not behind doing the app coding. And I found an amazing team to do the app coding um, and, you know, do it in-house. Don't hire overseas. That's the other big thing when you're doing any apps or tech. Um, it's so important to be able to touch and communicate. And yeah. And communicate with them. Even if it is more money, it will be, it will save you so much more money in the long run. Um, so from Buzzville, I started going out and gaining um, and get an email list like that. We just did a social media pre presentation last uh, last week to all of the health professionals on the Gold Coast, and a lot of them didn't have an email list. Mm -hmm. And that is your asset. So I started building this huge asset of an email list of all of the gyms throughout Queensland, which is the state I'm currently in, but throughout Australia. And little did I know that that asset would really save my butt in the because as apps develop, you know, the contacts are really where your money's money lies when it comes to apps. So I started getting this email list. I started talking to businesses and opportunities started coming in. One being, hey, you have all these businesses on the books. A lot of them need equipment. Um, why don't you become an equipment distributor for me? 
um, you know, here's a car, here's this, here's that. So that was an opportunity that came through at Buzzville because I was out talking to the industry every yeah. day and building this asset that um, looking back, I'm so grateful I had. Um, and I think that's a real big mistake business owners make early on. They don't um, cherish, you know, the EDMs and all of the, uh, or CRM is a huge one to make sure you have a great customer relationship management system where you can hone in and communicate with everybody um, mm-hmm. in different groups. That's been a huge one for us too. So I started really um, from Buzzville having a lot of opportunity and uh, the equipment distribution was one. And then uh, the corporate health and wellness came upon, but because I was doing Buzzville, which allows corporates to train at a multitude of gyms near them. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that distance within 5k, it's like right. a city pass, basically. Um, in Canada, we have similar things through Good Life, where they will allow their corporate structure to train at any Good Life, but then they also have partner gyms and CrossFit boxes that they can go to as well. So that's how I got this initial contract and started working in corporate health and wellness. Um, and one thing led to another. And I started, um, again, this is another time, you know, pitching um, at, a, it's always on boats. I, I have a really good luck charm. I'm out on the water. It get me out to sea on large yachts and I will nail down some big deals. So <laughs> I'm out on a yacht, um, YOT, which if you ever come to Australia, look up YOT. It's the largest floating um, platoon in the world. And hold on here. Just, do you I- just like, do you, let me just put a pin in this for a second. So is there like a, some conversation that happens between you and some like CFO, I don't know, CEO or whatever. And you're like, listen, I got a, I got an idea for you. Meet me on my yacht. And you just like rent this boat and take them out and pitch them or something. No. It doesn't so exist. no, but weirdly I became the ambassador of this yacht club and then <laughs> held a birthday party on it with 250 of my friends oh later my on. God. But that was because I just really liked the owner. We hit it off and like, <laughs> great, bring everybody on. Um, so that was a great birthday. I love uh, that. <laughs> so uh, we're on this yacht club. He just happened to be on it. I actually thought he was uh, the director of Lord of the Rings initially, um, but it turned out he was the CEO of Vulcan Steel, a multi-billion-dollar steel company. Um, just uh, speaking my truth, doing doing the thing. Um, so one thing led to another and then I birthed WellCorp, which was a a different vertical from Buzzville and, uh, now run two different arms in corporate health, which is the gyms and on-site wellness. And then, um, if you can't afford a gym on site, uh, allowing people to go to partner gyms close to their, their businesses. That is like, that's insane. And it sounds like like the the common like the thing that that's happened between all of that from like where you were previously in your lecture job to you know getting the buzzville up and running is like there's always a gap right and it sounds like you always just find this gap that needs to be filled you're collecting information you're collecting stats like oh okay look at what happens when gym gets far gyms get farther away from the house huge gap that needs to be filled how do we fill it right and like that's really just like where these ideas, I mean, for me anyways, that's where they spark, right? You see an opportunity and you're just like, well, okay, here's my solution. Let's go for it and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I got asked the other day of, you know, what would be the biggest thing to suggest to um, entrepreneurs or people that want to take a shift in their career. And I mean, Gary V says it in a million different swear words when he, Gary Vanderchuk says it, but um, it's just that you have to stop listening to your parents, stop listening to your friends that are, you know, keeping you safe and just take that jump. Even if it's just one jump, take a leap into, and people will say, well, I don't have time. And I know you guys deal with time management um, and being a mother and all of those different elements. How do you make time to create a business or a side hustle? And I mean, if you hear Tony Robbins speak, he was 
doing these side hustles after being a janitor all day until 9 p.m. You would stay up from yeah. 9 until 12 or something and then get up at the next day and do it all over again with two kids, you know, just trying to make it by in California, like living in his car at one point because he was just trying to work so, so hard at getting this thing up and running. Um, there's there's no excuse now. We all do have time. Like yeah. even if it's just an hour of the day at some point, um, I really encourage you to to take that hour and take that jump and actually try something that you love and try doing something that um and for me, I it was easy. I I do it throughout, you know, while I'm out on yachts or whatever it is. I love it. So I'm talking about it, right? Yeah. So yeah. if it's what you love, instinctually you're talking about it, uh, you know. People are saying I'm pitching. I'm I'm just talking about what I do. I don't even notice that I'm pitching anymore. Yeah. So um, I think that it goes hand in hand. It also needs to be something that you do truly love. And you'll you'll know really soon because if you don't love it, you'll you'll quit. Right. And that's it's, fine. Yeah, exactly. You get, you get burned out. You, you, when you hit the burnout area, you'll either keep pushing through because you do love it. It's like sport. Um, you know, if you're injured, I've played basketball games with like broken thumbs and like nothing right. stops me from playing. Like I'm like, I had a concussion. They're like, you can't go back out. My parents were like, no, no, she's, she's all right. I don't, I don't know why my parents were the doctors there um, at the university. They're like, can you count the months or can you see the months in reverse? And like, not even when I'm not concussed yeah. <laughs> months in reverse. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we'll send her back out. So I think that like for me, it's easy because going back to the beginning of this conversation, it doesn't have to be sport, but like the one thing that you do truly love, um, you'll know from that. Like if you've yeah. seen yourself push through something, that means you love it and you'll push through in business or in whatever, uh, you know, your inspiration or whatever your fire is to get there and get the job done in the end. Totally. Um, and I always did, people say you can't have a backup. Like I'm saying jump off the cliff, but I always did have backups too. So, um, you know, I, I've never had to sleep on a friend's couch. I've never had to go into that realm. And I don't think you need to, to be um, extremely successful. A lot of people that are extremely successful did go through that, yeah. that stage and kudos because, you know, the lows equal the highs. But yeah. I think that you can also be having, um, you know, a, a job and a side hustle and then grow your side hustle into what you truly love, which, um, you know, it kind of sounds like Bodzi has grown that, um, you know, Robin, for you, like throughout Cross, like you were at the CrossFit box initially, and this has been, you know, your passion on the side, correct? And now it's grown exactly. into your full-time business. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, like this was just a side thing for me, for sure. And then at some point, you know, I decided to shit or get off the pot and, and that's what I did. So I, it, you're totally right. And I think like, I, I truly believe in that too, that, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you obviously have to work hard. You have to push yourself. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's so true that you, if you're feeling lazy, it's because you don't love it. Right. And when you find something that you love, you won't feel lazy anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that we're talking about like, you know, time and time management and making things a priority that you love and stuff. Because I feel like, again, like just kind of relating back and, and pulling all of this amazing information that you're saying, like back to what our viewers can take away from this. And, and a question that I have for you is like, not even just, let's say, you know, our women who are listening, their side hustle is them, right? Like their side hustle is like putting that time and energy and money into bettering themselves. That to them is their hustle. What would you say to women who feel like they are, and because we hear this all the time, too busy to prioritize themselves? Like where do they start? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, the biggest thing to, and we start at the basics. I mean, number one, if you feel that you're too busy, um, if you can reach out to a coach to help time management, uh, and break down a timeline, sorry for you, of your week, because without somebody helping you sit there and coach you out on how to control your time management, that can be really difficult. We literally write out our client's week. So yeah. we will say you're blocking out this 15 minutes, you're meal prepping on Sunday at this time. And they're like, what? 
Yeah. I'm meal prepping at Sunday on four o'clock. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it's all right. It's only going to take like an extra half an hour because you're already cooking dinner for the kids and everything. You're just adding more ingredients. So like, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. need to kind of talk it out with the client. Um, but for those, I mean, women that are uh, listening that are going, I just don't have time. And stress, overwhelm, anxiety. The the first thing I can say is this is completely normal. I mean, Michelle and I were having a discussion with our best friends from home. And I mean, half of us speak to more than half speak to a counselor or psychologist, because it's the norm to help you need release nowadays. There is a million different things coming in at you. You are in constant overwhelm and you are, it is, I mean, life does not need to be hard and difficult. But no, understand that it's also normal to feel anxious, to feel stressed, um, and we're with you on that. So don't think that you're, you know, left out on it's only me and how do I get out of this? Um, and I think a lot of your listeners will know that now. They, they'll, they'll feel more comfortable discussing that, um, you know, with you guys or, or with a good friend to let them know, you know, you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody initially. Um, and that's usually what's causing me, I don't have time. Yeah. So it's, it's looking at what's the, the root of what's causing you to not have time, because I could go into a million different time management uh, tools, but if you don't know why it's actually happening, then the different tools won't actually work because I need to understand what's causing you to say, I don't have time. Um, so that's always my initial, how do we get to that? Why? And usually that will start with, um, you know, how's the weather? And then 20 minutes later, all right, I can't do it. It's like, full breakdown. It's like, great. We got to it. All right. This is why. Okay. Because most of the time, like most of the time that like busy is an emotion more than a fact, right? Like most of the time, it's not actually the reality. It's like you said, that, that complete sense of overwhelm and, and just pressure, um, that comes from life. And then you say, Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And like, one of my favorite quotes is like, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but the more you do, the more time you have, because you start to realize how much opportunity there actually is in a day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it rarely, I should say not never, but rarely comes down to actually not having the time in your calendar. It really just comes down to that. Yeah. That sense. And so I love that instead of, instead of getting freaked out that you don't have time, try to identify why you're saying that, like, what is it that's causing you to feel that way? It's a huge takeaway. I love that one. And that can be really hard identifying it. Um, And a lot of the time it's been going on for years Mm -hmm. and you didn't even know it was happening. So it's um, definitely not an easy task. And sometimes it can take a long time to realize what that even truly was. And you'll be halfway on your health journey and go, oh, it was that. Right. You know, you asked me that ages ago. And now I finally actually can answer that question. Um, So I mean, how do you get more time and how do you get back to yourself? I mean, in Australia, they're really big on self-love. And I know that sounds woo-woo initially, um, but I love uh, the Gold Coast in Australia for their their ability to, I mean, there's women groups, there's all this, you know, there's literally a group called like female Mm self-love and they go on Sunday and give back to themselves. So it's understanding uh, why you deserve to have that 10 minutes to give back to you. And it's uh, the the best way to do it is to talk about what is going to happen if you don't, because people, if you don't mention the tough stuff, then you won't take action. So what's going to happen if you don't help yourself? So right now you're not helping yourself because you're too busy with the kids. You've got a nine to five job. You need to cook dinner. You want your relationship with your husband or your wife to be really, really good. So you need to, you know, you've got the seven elements of life and you're trying to fill up each of those different cups. But if you don't have your health and wellness, you will not be able to to cook dinner for your kids. You're not going to be able to run around with them and go to um, hockey or soccer and you won't be able or baseball and you won't be able to um, and give back and actually uh, 
you know, give your husband or partner that love presence. Um, you know, you might be present with them, but you won't actually be present uh, yeah. because you're thinking about all these different things. So you really need to start thinking about the detriment and look at 10, 20 years from now. What is this going to do to you if you don't start now? Um, how are you going to feel if you keep putting on weight right now? 10 yeah. to 20 years, if you keep going the way that you're going, how are you going to feel then? And if, um, you know, if health is not an issue right now, just think about if you are putting on weight slowly, how does that make you feel emotionally about yourself, right? Yeah. So even if you're not somebody who's um, got a precursor to type two diabetes, which a lot of my clients do. So that's a very easy gateway. If right. you've got high blood pressure or type two diabetes uh, or high cholesterol, you guys need to be tuning in and listening to this right now, because you, you are the main ones that should be going, all right, she's, she's talking to me. Mm -hmm. I know I need to wake up because when I'm um, 50 or 60 and I'm, you know, I'm going to have to start be, I'm going to have to start taking insulin. Mm -hmm. you, there's all of these really, really tough conversations that we need to start having. Yeah. And with 60 to 70% of our population being in the obesity range um, and going, you know, into that uh, uncomfortable zone of overweight, we need to start go, bringing it back and going, how do we make you healthy again? Because, yep. you know, it's fine right now. If you're in your thirties, forties or fifties, it will not be fine in your sixties, seventies and eighties. And you've got a long life to live. Yeah. So uh, you need to think about the, yeah. the future. Of it and and, and that unco those uncomfortable conversations, like you, like the yeah, other uncomfortable, but like, geez, the discomfort that you will be in and that you will put yourself through if you don't do this will outshine the little discomfort that you will have to bear a conversation like this. You know what I mean? And like, these are the tough conversations that we have every single day. And it's, it's hard, but it's like, I, I love that you have to kind of go down that. What if, or what's the alternative path? Um, super, mm. super powerful. I love that. Um, I, and for even, the sake of, sorry, go ahead. Even just adding to that for somebody who just wants weight loss and how to get kickstarted. I'll just have my clients grab their in the morning when they're sitting there and they're going, I don't really want to go to the gym. Um, and you know, it's, it's not Michelle cause she's going at nine, but like us at like five <laughs> or 6am, it's like, oh, it's cold. You know, it's might be snowing if it's back yeah. home. Like, you know, it's, it, this is a, I don't want to go to the gym. I'll have them grab that uncomfortable bit. Those, those, uh, flat tires on your side, <laughs> yeah. the thing that will motivate you. And once you feel that, like that literally springs my female clients out of bed, they're like, that's it. I want that off. Yeah. yeah They're yeah, off to the gym. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes you need to touch and feel that you are motivated and we all have those little bits of, um, you know, areas of our body, even if you're a drop dead model, like our good friend, Keely Sizik growing up, who's now on the news. I mean, she was like drop dead model and going, oh, Meg, I just have this. And I'm like, you have no fat on you. You are less yeah. than 10%. You know, you might yeah. be going in the unhealthy range. Yeah. Like, <laughs> make sure you're eating. Um, <laughs> So everyone like, and want you to know, everyone feels uncomfortable with some area of their body that's normal. And yeah, just use that as a tool. Sorry, Robin. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I love that. that. That's, yeah, I love that. And those tools that, yeah, creating that kind of custom toolbox and things that are going to help you along your journey is, is so important. Um, Michelle, before, for the sake of us not running a, a 90 minute podcast, because we like to keep things under an hour for our listeners. Yes. Um, do you have anything else, Michelle, that you want to kind of ask, uh, or talk about before we start to wrap things up? I don't, I think that that last little bit was absolutely perfect and very motivating. I agree. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. That's the way to end it. I love it. It's, it's, it's such a good takeaway. I think like there's some really, yeah, some really important little tidbits of like information that you can take away like you know go don't be afraid to have difficult conversations with yourself um don't be afraid to yeah 
kind of we so and the thing that we do in our in our program is what we call future journaling and future journaling is really like putting these women into that potential future like in in detail write down a moment in time what you're wearing where you're going where you're coming from what you're feeling who you're surrounded by where are you sitting like the details of your future a year from now after you've spent a year in yourself but the alternative is, you know, do that if you don't do anything. Like, what does a year look like from now if you decide to stay exactly where you are? And and you like fear is a great motivator, right? And so I think like that yes, is a, it's the strongest emotion. Strongest emotion. <laughs> Use that fear to light a bit of a fire under your butt. Um, anyways, yeah, I love that. Let's let's end it there. But Megan, where can people if they want to? find you if they have more questions for you if they want to dig into your incredible history um where can they find you yeah absolutely um megan jarvis on linkedin is the best happy to take any questions definitely gonna promote this podcast throughout australia over here it's been such it. a pleasure speaking to you ladies i love it um, get you guys uh some more Australian guests I think would be really fun and then yes. get some accents and I apologize I've got I mean we walk around and they're like where are you ladies from I've got no <laughs> accent I've lived out here for 10 years I'm still <laughs> so Canadian um, and get some other awesome female entrepreneurs and health and fitness on here I think you guys are doing such an important uh it's such a key crux to female entrepreneurialism um is art looking after our health and wellness and the way that you put it um in Bodzi is amazing like if you if you're not constant you can't grow your business if you're not actually truly looking after yourself 100%. and I, you know your mission statement and everything you guys doing or guys are doing is so so powerful um so i'm just grateful to be on and uh, uh, you're the best help spread the word so um that's how to reach me currently my facebook and linkedin were were hacked so <laughs> if you look me up um, I've got a Thailand uh, clothing company called Megan Jarvis as well. And I'd buy it. I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd funny buy story. It. Um, but uh, I will be back on uh, all of the different socials. But LinkedIn is great. And, okay. uh, look and um, that's uh, Megan. We'll write it in the bio here. But uh, M E G H A N, Megan Jarvis, uh, find her on LinkedIn and then hopefully on Facebook and Instagram in the short term. Uh, Thank you so much, Megan, for being on. We're of course going to do this again because I know we have a thousand other things to talk about, um, but we really appreciate it. And, and thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Thanks, Suds. I love you. Bye. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Guys.